Welcome to the 15-Minute Revolution Podcast with Rich Gibbs. Hey, this is a podcast that seeks to equip you with the Word of God and inspire you to make a difference with your life. My name is Rich Gibbs, and I'm the director of Cutting Edge Missions, a ministry committed to making a difference in the world with the gospel through short-term missions. Today's interview is with Rick Mitchell, who is the director of Sports Rec Ministries Plus. Sports Rec Ministries Plus is a worldwide church planting ministry that equips churches, individual Christians, as well as mission organizations to go into areas where there is no gospel and no church. Rick has an amazing story and mission. I had a great time doing this interview. He's a great storyteller, and I know you're going to be inspired by this interview. Your ministry is so fascinating to me because when you go into these areas, your primary focus is evangelism, Mm -hmm. and you use sports and recreation as a platform to communicate that. Right. So when you went to... Let's say when you go to the Phil- when you went to the Philippines as an example, mm-hmm. or when you went to Nepal. Let's do Nepal as yes. an example. Tell me about how that worked and and what happened and what was the approach and and okay. what were the steps. Here's what happened. I've been looking around and praying, God, where will we go in the next trip? Where are we going? And uh, I looked at one of these maps that has all the places in the world by colors. The red is unreached and green means the gospel's going crazy there going around and i saw the most red place in the world was northern india and then up into nepal and bhutan and red meant what red meant no gospel okay now it meant there are christians there there are some missionaries there but as such there's there's tons of unreached people and the work is not as fast as say in certain places. Okay. I don't want to take you off too far, but I I've always been fascinated by this term. When they say unreached people group, tell me what that actually means. I think that means that less than 2% are Christian. Okay. That answers a lot. Okay. And then there's unengaged, meaning that it, it, they're unreached. And then they may also be unengaged. No one's, they're doing any work to try some may be unreached but engaged they're trying but it's not happening you've informed me about <laughs> i have i have wondered that in my mind for so long you've just summed it up perfectly well, and now i now i totally understand what well, that great. means let's go back to nepal let's go back to your to let's your go back approach to, let's get nepal okay so i was explaining this i was telling a friend of mine uh, jim slack who was statistician at the international mission board at that time he's now in heaven and uh he i told him about my desire to go and i said i'd looked at this map and i prayed at that point god could i go to nepal one day and and share the gospel you know they kill you there so it's a fun trip it's interesting you know <laughs> one of the things wrong with our churches here nobody wants to kill us oh and uh but up there you can get killed and uh that's a powerful statement r- remind right me of the story about saying the blessing when okay I this. yes okay so um he said, well, you like baseball. Why don't you just contact the baseball association, baseball Nepal, softball Nepal, see if there's one on the internet. So I did it. All of a sudden, these things pop up, and I write them notes. Hey, if I'm Rick Mitchell. I love baseball. I think I'll be coming to Nepal in the next few months. I'd love to come by, see what you're doing. Maybe I could play some games with you. I got a response back. Well, we'd love for you to come. You can coach some and help us. And I said, I don't know if I can teach anything, but I'd love to, to come and learn what you're doing. And they said, come right on. All right. So I start 
get my money together. I let my supporters know, and they I trick them to send in some money, and the Lord touches them to send money to Rick. And so uh, there, uh, I, I'm getting ready to go, and I, I de- developed this relationship with a particular individual there. We'll not mention his name. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going, and we set up that he will come to the hotel where I'm going to be on Tuesday afternoon. But I don't know any hotels. He said, you want me to get you a hotel? Sure, get me one. So he contacts his friend, and I got a hotel there. Now, nobody can know that you're doing mission work there. That's right. You can never tell anybody in any way. Right. Eventually, I, I'll tell you how this works Yeah, out. yeah. But I, but but to begin with, you, don't you have anybody. to go. Yeah, you can't tell anybody you're doing a mission trip there. Right. Okay. And Because uh, uh, I'm, I'm not lying to him. I'm, I want to play ball. Right. And so he says, come on. Tuesday afternoon, me and a couple of the guys who work with me, he's the national director, not just a guy like me. He's the national director. He's coming to meet me. And so I say, okay, man, I'm looking forward to seeing you. So I get my airplane ticket. I get on the plane. I fly to India, stay a couple of days with my friend there in India because I'd done work in India before. And then he takes me to the airport and I fly to Nepal. I get off the airplane in Nepal, get down in Kathmandu Station. Suddenly I realize I don't know anybody here. Nobody's picking me up. I don't see this guy on Tuesday and here it is Saturday. What am I going to do? And he made reservations in this hotel. So I look through the forms and I see the name of the hotel on this form. And I point to this hotel, hotel. And the guy says, luggage, luggage. I said, sure. He gets luggage and he takes me out to the taxi stand. And he pull, He says, anybody know? And he's talking in Nepali. Yeah. Anybody know where this is? Yeah, over there. Something. And so he takes me outside, throws my luggage on top of the taxi, ties it down, says, get in. And I figure he's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea what you're getting into. He's going to kill me. And then he talks to the guy in there. And then he turns to me in sort of broken English. Go with him. Well, what am I going to do? So you're stepping right into a kidnapping. Yeah. I said, I'm going to be kidnapped and killed. And I think, no, it can't happen because they'll never find somebody handsome enough to play me in the movie. So it won't (laughs) happen. So anyway, uh, this guy, the driver starts off. He drives about 10 feet and puts on the brake. And I'm thinking, this is it. And he turns to me. He looks right straight at me. You're like, oh, no, no. Are no, you this a Christian? Oh, no. Here it is. I said, okay. Yes, I am. He said, he starts witnessing to me. You want to go meet my pastor? Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes me to meet his pastor. I go to this building as we drive all around the Paul. I guess get losing everybody behind us or losing me. And we stop at this place, just a blank building. And he said, this is it, out, out. And so we get out, he gets my luggage, puts it down, and uh, I hear some singing. I said, this must be some of the brothers. It's Saturday afternoon, they're singing. And so he says, over there. And so he pulls me over there, opens the door, and a man in there, he goes in and talks a minute, comes back, he says, in there. And the pastor had evidently been to some Bible schools, he could speak English. That's the usually the language of instruction. So the pastor talks to me in broken English. He says, we're so glad to have you here. Where are you from? We talk. And he becomes a good friend. He calls some of his deacons in, and we all sit around and talk through translators and everything. Now, they don't know anything that I'm doing. No, I don't this is an illegal church. Yeah. This is not Probably. a legal church. There's no sign That you know it. of. Okay. Far, I have to assume that they want to keep everything quiet. Correct. So I say nothing. Yes. And... uh uh I'm, uh, I'm I'm in there with them, and we're having a good time. 
And he said, you would like something to eat? And I said, well, sure. <laughs> and so he brings some snacks in. And so there's three or four deacons in there. And then one of the deacons in broken English says, are you going to church tomorrow? I'll pick you up and bring you to church. I said, I don't know where I'm staying. He says, you got the name of it? He says, oh, I know where that is. I, he said, how did you get this reservation? I said, my friend, I give, you his, give him his name, made it for me because I'm a coach. And he's, oh, sportsman, this is good. And so he, uh, he said, I know where this hotel is. I'll take you there. Tomorrow I'll pick you up for church, and then I'll take you to eat. And, and my wife's the best cook in all of Kathmandu. You'll eat at the best restaurant in Kathmandu, my house. Oh, I said, good. this is good. Now I'm thinking, an hour ago I knew no one. And now an hour later, God has given me more friends than I know what to do with. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going there and I'm thinking, Lord, are, when are they going to kill me? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, so I'm with all these Christian guys. The pastor and I talk. We have a good time. And so finally that ends this this guy gets puts me in his car and he takes me to the hotel drops me off he says tomorrow nine o'clock i'll be here i do not know whether nine o'clock means nine o'clock or ten thirty, right or what so i'm ready about eight i sit there till quarter to nine the guy comes well okay he's right on it you know he he picks me up takes me to this church have a great time and when it's over he takes me i meet his wife we eat and then he takes me back to the hotel and so there I am at the hotel. He drops me off. He says, what will you be doing later today? I says, I'll probably rest. It's been a long trip. What will you do tomorrow, Monday? I says, I'll rest, maybe walk around a little. And what about Tuesday? That's when my man from the baseball people come, and they're taking care of me the rest of the time. Okay. He said, here's my number. If you need me, call me. If not, I'll see you sometime. I said, fine. And so he went. I went. Finally, it comes to Tuesday. I meet the director of that he one of the players walks in talks to me for about 10 minutes yeah he said the director couldn't come but he sent me to, to talk to you and then he said wait a minute he goes back out a few minutes later the director comes in with another player three of them and i realized what had happened oh he was checking me out oh okay know, and so oh he had to he had to that's just the way it works in that right. country he didn't know i was a christian or not i haven't told him so at this point, you don't know. He doesn't know, know you're a Christian about, yet. No, he doesn't know. He, he, didn't know he just I'm knows doing. you want to do some baseball yeah. there. So we talk a little while. He says, I'll be by the day after tomorrow at 6 in the morning, and we'll go to practice because they practice early. And then later in the afternoon, you'll, you'll work with the kids' team. You're going to work with an adult team. And we there's a photographer here from some newspaper in uh, South America. He wants to do pictures of you, me, and all of them doing the teams. Fine with me. And then um, we'll do some more after that, depends on how it goes. So when we finish practicing on that day, he says, what other days you want to do? So he says, well, let's do the men's team. Let's do the women's softball So team. he's impressed with your yeah. ability to lead teams he, and, he, and coach. Yeah, I did all of it. Now, we finish, uh, we do that. We've had a great time. And then he eventually takes me to the uh, field for the National Men's Army team. And he said, we've been working hard when we knew you were coming to get you approved to go on a base. No non-Nepali can go on any military base. Mm. You must be a citizen. So we had to get you checked out, and you checked out, Mr. Rick. <laughs> said, oh, okay. that's good. So anyway, long story there. Uh, I was so it was so neat that uh, God just took care of me every step of the way. 
So he's making inroads. The Lord's making inroads right. with these relationships. He is proving step after mm-hmm. step that he's with you. Yeah. So you did. You led. You were coaching, and you mm-hmm. had a relationship that was building with the coach. He was giving you opportunities to coach different levels right. of 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 age demographics. Yes. Okay. So between children and adults, mm-hmm. what happens from that point? Okay. I begin coaching two or three times the national men's team. Now, when we have practice, this is like the field. You have to clear the rocks off. If you can catch a ground ball there, you can catch a ground ball anywhere. <laughs> I mean, this is the national. It's not grass and, and smooth dirt. This is the national team. But they enjoy it. You know, uh, a rock was home plate. We had rocks for the other bases. And this was the national team. Wow. And uh, uh, so we we had a good time. Finally, the week was over. He said, when are you coming back? I said, I hope you get back in six months. He said, you stay in touch. We'll be emailing, and the relationship has grown. So at this point, you haven't presented the gospel or let them know you're a Christian no. or anything to a this point. A couple of years, each time, I'd talk a little bit more. I'd so say, you're planting this, a seed. What's this thing here? Oh, that's a Hindu church. What's it about? He said, well, you know, Brother Rick says, well, Mr. Rick, Coach Rick, whatever, said, I went to a Catholic school. My parents sent me through Catholic school when I was a kid I, because they were so much better than the public schools. But he says, I don't believe any of this stuff. I just went to the school. And I'm thinking, I know a lot of people who went to school in Christian schools, too, that don't believe it. But that's another story. <laughs> but uh, we talked, and he said, and eventually we got to the point of he, I said, you know, I am a Christian, but I realize you're not. And he said, maybe, said, maybe we can talk about and have some questions sometimes. He says, I'd like that. Through all this, he opened up a door for me. He says, I'm on the board of directors for Malfi International School. Would you like to go? Sure. So he took me to Malfi International School, Kathmandu. Mm-hmm. They have people from all over the area. Kids come in. Uh, it's an international school. Not as many internationals right now, but they have internationals. A lot of uh, people, a lot of kids from uh, Nepal. Uh, you got to pay tuition and everything to go. It is a high-level school. He said, they want you to coach, start coaching. After I've been there a year or two, two or three times coaching, I usually went back twice a year. The president, the principal of the school said, could you talk in our chapel about Christianity? I said, well, I guess I could. And so I was able to do it. Now you're seeing the door open yeah. for for the presentation the of the gospel. The next time, which was my last time there before COVID, mm-hmm. my last time, he said, we'll be having our general assembly. Could you speak on who is jesus oh, i'm thinking man. oh yeah i can do that <laughs> and so That's i had amazing. a tremendous time I, it took a long time but god opened those doors man amazing. plants man mm-hmm. waters but god gives the increase yes and be in prayer for all those people that i've named and mentioned and uh, i just i just had a good time god has given me great favor in these places and they're super people mm-hmm. i really love them and uh, I've learned a lot about uh, Hinduism and through them and so forth. And you know. so I, I just think it's a, what a creative way to present the gospel. Use something that they really love doing that they wanted to do, and you use that as a platform to communicate mm-hmm. the the gospel and the word of God to them. And God made inroads. And the, I love the scripture that says, "Man, our man plants, man waters, but God gives the increase." But also. 
uh, that the word of God goes forth and doesn't return void, but accomplishes what he has set it out to do and prospers right. in the place where it is planted. That's exactly what you did when you were there. That's a great promise. You were very, very faithful and going and patient and patient. You didn't try to force it. You didn't try to, to ram it in. You didn't try to strong arm it. You just went in, built relationships. And were, when you had the opportunity Mm -hmm. You took the opportunity and presented the gospel. You have to always remember that you are not a baseball player or football player doing sports. I mean, you're not a sportsman do, sharing the gospel. You're a gospel share. You just happen to be doing the That's other right. stuff. That's right. Exactly. And anytime mm -hmm. you have the chance, you move in. And sometimes, you know, I hear this thing, well, you know, you, you preach and sometimes use words or something. An unarticulated gospel is no gospel. Right. You have to use words. Just know when you're going to use them. Absolutely. Now, you have a you have a work going on in Africa as well. Right. Tell me about that. Well, uh, about a year and a half ago, about six months before COVID, I got an invitation to go to um, Liberia in Monrovia, do a pastor's conference. And then I got one to speak in, uh, in Johannesburg, South Africa, uh, for um, uh, Testimony of Christ International. And I had an invitation to go to Kasi, Kenya, to speak there, to preach there, and do evangelism sports mm. and preaching. And then in Burundi, uh, Bujumbura, Burundi, the capital, to do a training conference and evangelism there. And that's the, they, they consider, a lot of people consider that the heart of Africa, right? Yeah, right. Well, those four places, COVID hit after that. But God kept them open. And three of those places are wanting to have a desire to start a Bible school to, for ongoing training of pastors. One of them has started, and they asked me to teach the first class in it. We started just last week through Zoom. And they've got over 400 students on it. Wow. It is something. My wife is sort of unofficial registrar. People, people give Anaki, Pastor Anaki in Bojumbura, they give him their email and um name and then sometimes pastor just keeps it and checks them in sometimes he sends it to her my wife and she puts it in and we can send out e email links but he said the other day he called and said i don't know what i'm gonna do i got more people registered here that i can even keep track of my wife said rick if we were trying to keep track of it we couldn't anyway right i mean god is just blowing this thing all over the place unbelievable and so all we can do is just sort of hang on so when you teach them like tell me how that works as far as you use zoom i use zoom how many people can be on there at the same time and how does that process work so take me through it so if i'm if i'm a student in africa trying to connect with your teaching what happens well you can contact me and what I, or you can contact Anaki. If he comes to me, I'll send it to him. Okay. He then sends me a list of all the people who can be on the teaching. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, then when Anaki tells me, I send out the link. Okay. Anaki is the... He's a pastor in the area who's sort of... The moderator. moderator. He's the one who... Or, he's uh, the point of contact for he's you. The, he's the in charge for all the pastors in that area. Okay. So then he organizes it and he sends a link to all the people who want to be a part of the school. Yeah, I send a link to him and then he sends yes. it out to everybody. Uh, you could have a thousand people on it. And so they will click on that link and listen to the teaching mm -hmm. that you're giving. Yeah, it, I, I can see them and they can see me. Everybody on it can see each other. But I tell them 
if we get a lot on it, okay, you're every, I'm going to cut off all your video because that eats up bandwidth. You're only going to hear it. Oh, okay. 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 So you can't, these people aren't on video. You can't see them, but they're on the call. You can see that they're on the call. You just can't see the video portion. Right. If I could, but it eats up more bandwidth. Right. You right, can only get yeah, so yeah. many people on. Then it's like, we're just talking like that. <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. And so go ahead. I also, we also record it. That's in the Zoom program. And it'll be going up this week, the first session. It'll go on the app. I have an app. It's uh, just, you go to the app store. It's sports, sportsandrecplus.org. Mm -hmm. And I mean, sports and rec plus, and you can get the app, download it for free. Right. And go to media, click it, and then you can listen to the. Oh, Bible good. Study. So, so they don't, so if they miss the live presentation, yeah, they can listen to it on a recording. Yeah. Cause sometimes the live may go in at three in the morning where they happen to be because they're it's all geared off of it's geared off of london time because that's what they're used to dealing off of london time right so at a certain time in london it, no matter where it is the rest of the world because i think that's just everywhere that's it's the most great. amazing thing it, it really is it. it really really is so you're so you're able to teach them that way when they go to the school what are they learning and what's the objective of the school the objective of the school is that they can go out and preach the gospel. Thank you for listening to the 15-Minute Revolution podcast. If you'd like more information about this ministry, be sure to go to our website at 15minuterevolution.com. Love you guys.